Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to Sexual content Human suffering Death Factual inaccuracies Several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Can any of you explain why I found you naked and handcuffed together? It was the sexy new guard! She did it! I'm Andy. Uh, yes, hello. This is Judge John Lawman, and I would like you to set your handsome new prisoner free. Thank you. I'm John Lawman. Gallant gunslinger guffaws at goofy gumshoes. I'm Adam. As I'll be defending myself in this trial, I'll need access to the law library and a rope ladder. I'm Kelly, and this is Acid Pop. Hello everyone, and welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about jailbreaks. Freedom! I took a break from jail. I, 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 it's my sabbatical. Yeah. yeah. Me and jail are taking a break. Just need a little me time, you know? Jail's all about me time. Especially if you're in enough trouble. You don't get to see anyone else. You know, that sounds kind of nice sometimes. <laughs> you know, they could arrange that, Adam. <laughs> Getting into the etymology here. Jail comes from late Latin caviola. Yale. Mm. <laughs> I know a guy who had an infected caviola. That was bad. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite jazz bar, caviola. <laughs> Which Latin is jazz. a cage, enclosure, stall, coop. A hollow place or a cavity. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So putting the horses in horse jail all the time. Caviola where your heart should be. Oh. Break comes from the Proto-Indo-European root Bayrig. Bayrig, the breaker. <laughs> <laughs> Which means to break. Mm, yeah, it does. So the construction jailbreak dates back to 1828. But before that, they said break jail. Huh. And that goes back to 1735. I mean, I feel like you're only breaking the jail if you break the jail to get out. <laughs> it's a very specific yeah. kind of jailbreak. <laughs> <laughs> so, but isn't that true in either direction? Jailbreak, break jail. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Language. Hmm. <laughs> Sentence fragments, just phrases. <laughs> <laughs> Noun, verb. Hmm. <laughs> So the fear of incarceration or prison is carcerophobia. Carcinogenophobia. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, I think some of the people we're going to talk to uh, talk about today may have suffered from. This fear is not unique to people who've actually been in prison. Anyone can be afraid of being locked up. Those law-abiding citizens. <laughs> and I thought also appropriate was possibly claustrophobia. Mm, sure. Because... Uh, Cells tend to be small spaces. Fear of closets. Fear of iron. <laughs> there isn't a feel, fear of breaking out of jail. <laughs> That's probably for the best. <laughs> no science or history here, although I am going to mention that for some reason, a lot of the data I could come with, up with for the quiz dates back to 2015. So some of these numbers may have shifted in transit. Sure. How much could jail have changed? I don't know why they stopped <laughs> collecting data about Jails and prisons after 2015. Our new robo prisons are not only humane but inescapable. There's no need to collect data. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone will never get out of this one. <laughs> so for our true and false, we're just going to do some basic facts about the prison system as it stands before we get into the breaking out of it. Jail, no fun. <laughs> false. True or false, United States prisons are at 100% capacity. I'm going to say it's false because it's over that. Yeah, yeah, that was going to be my answer, too. I was, I was going to say it's true that they're at 100%, but I, would it be false if it's over? Yeah, let's say false. Stacking prisoners like cordwood. <laughs> you guys are all correct. We're at 103% capacity. Oh, wow. Yay. <laughs> You can't have more than 100%. <laughs> Which is bad, but far from the worst. We're actually sort of in the middle. Oh, good. That last 3% just has to stand next to the jail, and they're just like, now don't go anywhere. You're on the honor system. Touch touch it with your hand. They're just waiting yep. in line outside the jail. <laughs> Tell you what, all of you prisoners line up, and the last one to not touch the prison gets to go free. <laughs> UK prisons are at 110% capacity. Oh, wow. And Philippines prisons are at 463% capacity. <laughs> Holy crap. But how many prisoners do they have versus how many we have? They just need to build like four more prisons and they'll be fine. They only have one prison. <laughs> yeah. It's just got four guys in it. But it's only built for one. Mm-hmm. Not even a full one at that point. <laughs> they, they, they hadn't had crime up until that point. They're like, Jerry, what the? F-? <laughs> Tom, you too. True or false, 2.3 million people are incarcerated in the U.S. That sounds true. Oh, that's 1% of the population. That honestly feels a little low. I'm going to say false. Uh, I'm going to say that number is too specific to have made it up. (laughs) (laughs) That is indeed true. The U.S. has 4.4% of the world's population, but 22% of the world's prisoners. Wow. Mm. Fun. Interesting. (laughs) We don't play by nobody's rules. For well, no, we play by a very specific set of rules more than <laughs> not rehabilitation, apparently. Yeah. Do not break those rules. <laughs> you never get to leave. For what it's worth, prison numbers are going down slightly, but yeah. we still get to celebrate at the top of the locking people up chart. I was going to say, we have to let all those rapists and murderers out so we can make room for all those weed smokers. <laughs> We're number one. We're number one. Your car smelled skunky. <laughs> <laughs> Incarceration rates have increased by 200% in the last 40 years in the U.S. You said they're going down. They've been going down for the last, like, five years. Oh. Uh, true. That's false. That is true. That is false. They've increased by 500%. Oh, man. Thanks to the war on drugs, increased mandatory sentences, and unreasonable bail expectations. People mm. just go into prison and never get out. <laughs> Thanks a lot, the Reagans and Nixon and Tipper Gore. <laughs> yeah, it's wild to look at a chart of this because it's just like this nice steady line and then it just jumps. Hmm. It was not a slow increase. All right. Last of our true and false, there are two guards for every five prisoners on average in the U.S. Well, let's see. There's two guards for every every five prisoners, you said? Mm-hmm. Explains how Epstein happened. <laughs> Sounds false. It's, it's lower. There's yeah. 0.5 yeah. guards for every five prisoners. <laughs> it's going to be less than that. That sounds too high to me, but I haven't gotten one right yet. But I'll say false. All right. You guys are correct. It is two guards for every 11 prisoners. Mm-hmm. Excellent. <laughs> I was almost right. 
Thus the jailbreaks. Yeah. Moving on to our short answer. In what state have prison populations increased the most? And this is between 2010 and 2015. Texas. New Orleans. That's not a state. Alabama. <laughs> New Orleans is not a state. <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> he got there. King County. <laughs> Can I say Mexico? Oh, wait, wait. I want to change it to Florida. Oh, Florida's pretty good. You're all wrong. Oh. Yeah. It's North Dakota. Weird. They had a 19.9% increase. Huh. What's happening, Dakota? <laughs> Same question in the opposite direction. Where have state prison populations decreased the most? Oh, where are people real nice? Colorado. I was going to say Hawaii. Yeah. Well, they Alaska? had to be be higher and get lower, so they would have had to become nice recently. Colorado. They became nice recently. Um, Washington. Oregon? The answer is New Jersey. What? New Jersey? <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> well, a few states have been focused on prison reforms, and New Jersey is one of them. So... They have been actually letting people out. Uh, you. Yay! <laughs> um, just because they're getting more lax on their laws doesn't mean people are getting nicer. They're just getting lazier. <laughs> Which state currently has the most unrecovered escaped prisoners? Oh, Nevada. Wow. <laughs> and again, this isn't this year, but recently. Whose jails are eminently escapable? <laughs> New Mexico. I'm going to say... Land of Enchantment. <laughs> Montana doesn't put their heart into it. <laughs> the answer is Florida. Whoa. Uh, that's just because they escape and get eaten by gators. Yeah, they just turn to the Everglades and suddenly they find a, a human skeleton somewhere. That's a Florida prison. They don't bother to put up walls. They just like stay in this square. They just have it's moats just the with gators. Prisoners, for your safety, please. <laughs> we have guards posted along the outside to keep the gators out. Keep your hands and arms inside the jail at all times. Alabama was next in line with 21 prisoners. Come on, the South. Which is a big jump. Yeah. How many prison escapes are there in the U.S. each year? How many were in Florida? 63 unrecovered prisoners. And that's a, a bunch. And then 21. So let's say it's an average of five per for the rest of the state. So like 150. Yeah, three. 200. 2,000. What? Hmm. Who I was hoping those prisoners were on the honor system. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's unrecovered. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah. So most of them are caught shortly yeah. thereafter. Also, there was an unusual peak in 1993 when 14,305 prisoners or 2% of the entire prison population at the time escaped. Fun. Well, that was when those uh, For Dummies books came out and they said, how to break out of jail for dummies. <laughs> Some sort of National Guard holiday. <laughs> okay. How did Choi Gap Bok escape from a South Korean prisoner. Hint, his nickname was the Yoga Master. Ooh. He folded himself into a pretzel and was carried out on a snack stand. <laughs> the old laundry thing. He went completely flat and hid in a mattress. <laughs> he slipped out through the food slot. What? How wow. many the, they have big I, meals there. I'm going to give you the numbers. <laughs> so 5.4, 5 feet 4 inches, Choi waited until the guards were asleep, lubed himself up with skin lotion, and slipped <laughs> through a 15 centimeter high, 45 centimeter wide 
So that's six inches by 18 inches food <laughs> slot. <laughs> the food slot's got to be as big as his skull, right? I was going to say he's got a collapsible skull like a mouse. <laughs> the plates never fused. <laughs> it took him 34 seconds. Wow. Wow. Even Dang. an octopus would take longer than that. A <laughs> Korean doctor they interviewed said that the average male skull is at least 15 inches high, and he must have <laughs> dented his skull to get through the slot. Wow. Really just wanted to get out. He said, I give 15 up. centimeters. I don't know which one it was, which measurement it was. He said, I give up on medicine. I'm going to go become a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was caught shortly thereafter and placed in a cell with a smaller food slot. <laughs> <laughs> For now on, you only get very small food. Curses. Here's your daily Pop-Tart. <laughs> Pop-Tarts, pancakes, uh, crepes. Anything that can be pumped in. Here's caviar for some reason. Uh, pizza, thin, thin slice. Yeah, no Chicago style. All right. So we're going to round this out with some prison slang. Hmm. What does in the cut mean? It means that means you're in like you're in like slim with the gangs. <laughs> you're in the cut. It's you, you're getting a cut of all those cigarettes that Joey is selling for you. Oh, that Joey. Means you're in real good shape from lifting all, lifting all those prison yard weights. Mm. And fighting off the Aryan Brotherhood. <laughs> if you are in the cut, you are out of the view of the prison cameras. Oh. oh. Interesting. So, you're in the cut. You currently have a knife in you. <laughs> the I'm cut, in the cut, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the cut is anywhere you can't be observed. Hmm. It's useful for prison escapees. Yeah. Sure. I could see how that would be useful. <laughs> what is jackrabbit parole? That's when you run fast enough to get away from jail. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that's when a jackrabbit. Yeah, that's when you you bounce away from prison, <laughs> <laughs> drinking that gummy bear juice. <laughs> that's when the guards check your cell for tunnels. <laughs> so you guys were on the right track. Um, that's, were we? That's escape. Ah, um, to to get a jackrabbit parole is to escape from prison. Is that like a? Did that come out of like El Paso or something? <laughs> like some sort of folksy sheriff. It boys dumb on jackrabbit parole. For a second, I thought you said jackrabbit patrol, and that's when the guards hop by your cell. <laughs> so easy follow up. What is a rabbit? An escaped prisoner. prisoner? It is a prisoner with a history of escapes. So ah, if someone okay. comes to prison and is called a rabbit, it's because he or she has gotten out previously. When is she a ten or more, then you're a jackrabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so many animals, little fish. <laughs> What is backdoor parole? Oh, my. That is when you just walk out the door. You walk out the back door of prison. Oh, yeah. But like the some lazy janitor propped a door open. <laughs> some prisoner tried the uh, for emergency exit only and turned out it was just open and he just left. As, as a person who was a lazy janitor, if you prop open any door, someone will be coming in and out of it whether or not they need to. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'd be tempted to. and I don't even need to. So that is dying in prison. Oh, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Lastly, what is all day, all night? <laughs> that's that's how hard I'm working in the yard, boss. <laughs> the, the times I like to party. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you dream of escape. That is uh, life without parole. So uh, if you're serving all day, all night, then you might be considering how to get jackrabbit parole. <laughs> or backdoor parole. That's always waiting <laughs> Is there like a some paperwork that I need to file for Jackrabbit parole? <laughs> um, some of the people we're going to talk to about today uh, filed some paperwork. 
Yeah, the guards told them to leave a forwarding address, but that worked too many times and they caught wise. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to our stories here. I figured we should get the most famous one out of the way first and talk about the escape from Alcatraz. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three men are known to have escaped from Alcatraz, depending on your definition of escape. <laughs> he Do- died outside the wall. <laughs> yeah. Do escapees <laughs> have to survive the attempt? <laughs> Does leaving in a shark count? (laughs) (laughs) So these guys, I'm sure, had last names, but I didn't write them down. So they are John, Clarence, and Frank. Smith. (laughs) What about Sean Connery? Yeah. (laughs) And they were bank robbers. Were they they all buddies? Uh, Two of them were brothers, and the third was the buddy. They they all escaped together. I always assume they met in prison, but... I don't know if they met the third guy in prison or not, but Mm. the two who were brothers, I'm pretty sure, knew each other. Brothers usually do. (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes people get separated. That's true. Grow up in foster care, become a bank robber, meet your brother in prison. prison. You got the same robber as I do. <laughs> you know, twins separated at birth often turn out quite similar. So, <laughs> tried to rob the same bank at the same time. <laughs> what, oh, what are the odds? <laughs> My doppelganger. <laughs> to get out of their cells, they chiseled out a vent at the back using makeshift tools such as spoons they had sharpened and a drill. Wow. Which was... Which is one of the guys twisting his finger in a hole going... (laughs) No, they used the motor of a stolen vacuum cleaner. Hmm. And they would work on getting out during Alcatraz's music hour. (laughs) Um, So they would do it while... on the radio. (laughs) Are you boys singing in there? (laughs) No, boss, I'm just vacuuming. (laughs) They would do it when hidden by the sounds of dozens of men simultaneously playing the accordion. Um, (laughs) Which sounds exactly like a vacuum drill. This is my hell. (laughs) Can can we do violins one day, boss? (laughs) Pass out the triangles. There's only one instrument that's been proven not to aid in escapes. And they hid the holes they made behind fake walls. They then went through the vents. Fake walls? Yeah, they made fake walls. What? So, like, the guards came in one day, it's like, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) This wall's one inch forward than the other one. (laughs) I should mention, because it'll come up with these fake walls later, there were four men trying to escape, working together. Uh, Um, I was going to say, like, you know, chiseling a spoon, sure. Making a drill, okay. Building an entire wall and no one (laughs) noticing? So they went through the vents to an unused floor of Alcatraz, and there they constructed an inflatable raft and life vests out of 50 prison raincoats they had stolen. Oh, safety first. That's the 13th floor. They never put anything on the 13th floor. (laughs) They concealed this by sheets that they hung all around the area. Watch. It's gone. (laughs) I beat my bed again, boss. (laughs) So on the appointed day, three of the four men took the raft and dove into the sea. Whee! The fourth man, uh, an Alan West, was left behind because his fake wall started to fall, and he oh. propped it up with real cement, and then he would had made an actual wall. <laughs> <laughs> now my no. room is smaller. <laughs> <laughs> that would make him an unfreemason. <laughs> so the next morning, 
the shocked guards found dummy heads made out of plaster, paper mache, and paint, as well as their actual hair in their beds. These prisoners have way too much time on their hands. <laughs> Which is why they weren't caught during any of the checks. Now, the feds say they drowned. <laughs> That's um, just to cover themselves. And never made it to land. But Bert. in 2018... A man claiming to be John wrote the feds, offering to turn himself in, exchanging a year of prison for medical attention. He was quite ill. Hmm. Uh, um, he'd be 86. Wow. Um, he claimed the other two had died. <laughs> Wink. Interesting deal. I don't know how. Shank, 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 shank. <laughs> well, he said they died in their 80s as well. Uh, they were on that boat a long time. <laughs> The feds said they were skeptical that he was the real deal, and they were looking into it. And that's all I could find on that. Wow. <laughs> they got out of prison, used their fake walls to make fake houses, and live fake lives. <laughs> <laughs> and cry fake tears. So that's the Alcatraz escape. Man, I just like, that. if that's not him, that's a really interesting, like, 86-year-old guy who's just like, <laughs> yeah. man, I really need to go to the doctor. <laughs> that's I'm a hell of a gambit. <laughs> So sticking to the big names for a bit, I thought we'd talk about John Dillinger. Mm. Mm -hmm. He once escaped prison using a wooden gun. <laughs> He'll give us all splinter. <laughs> <laughs> now, I could tell you this story, but I found a 1934 newspaper article reporting on it, and Ooh. I'm just going to read you snippets of that instead. You have to Good say line. it in a tiny news voice. <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> Curse you, Dillinger. <laughs> Cops baffled again. <laughs> In a matchless piece of bravado, which mm. eventually assumed both the proportions and the atmosphere of a comic opera, <laughs> Dillinger escaped from the escape-proof Lake County Jail this morning after okay. intimidating 33 jailers and inmates with a wooden pistol and locking them we in their living quarters, <laughs> closets, and cells. <laughs> Now, later in the article, it describes this gun as the clumsy blackened wooden pistol, which he had whittled out with sardonic cutting under the very eyes of the guards. <laughs> oh. I just imagine them watching him. He's just like, block of wood, block of wood, block of wood. <gasps> <laughs> it looks kind of like a gun. Shoe polish, shoe polish, shoe polish. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's armed. <laughs> With a confident also held for murder, he then seized two submachine guns from the warden's office of the jail, scaled a wall, commandeered the private automobile of the Lake County's woman sheriff, and rode past a cordon of 50 guards who had been stationed around the prison, especially to keep him safely inside. <laughs> he had 50 guards just for him? The paper then quotes him as saying, and I'm not making this up. Ha ha ha, he laughed, <laughs> and I did it all with this wooden gun. <laughs> <laughs> Throws it at them as he leaves. So somebody called old comic books and tells them that Dillinger needs to be in there. <laughs> okay, and then a little later down, I just had to read this bit, which was under the subhead, Woman Vows to Shoot. <laughs> Raging at the head of tonight's hunt, with her six guns strapped about her, oh. rode Sheriff Lillian Hawley, the blonde woman commander of the escape-proof jail, <laughs> repeating her hysterical oath to shoot him through the head with my own hand. <laughs> when, if, and where she and Dillinger renewed their brief acquaintance. I'll get you, Dillinger! Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha ha, no you won't, ha ha! <laughs> Man, and I thought those, like, 
Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoons were baseless, but maybe not. So, yeah, one way to get out of prison, just carve yourself a gun. <laughs> I was picturing him, like, stealing a real gun and then, like, getting outside and getting confused as to which was which. Like, oh. <laughs> Luckily, he stole the big submachine guns and, yeah. and had a pistol. Look, he has a gun. You idiot. We all have guns. Somebody shoot John Dillinger. <laughs> We've all got swords. <laughs> so last in our really famous escapees, I wanted to hit on Ted Bundy. Mm. Oh, I wouldn't. He, he tends to do stuff with people that hit on him. <laughs> I try not to read too much about serial killers um, when possible. So I didn't actually know that he'd escaped twice. Mm. I was just listening to something that was talking about that. But he did, and uh, the first one's so ridiculous, it, it's definitely worth a mention. So he said, look over there. <laughs> essentially. Huh? Huh? Um, look over there, one of my victims. <laughs> the first time he escaped was while he was in court. <laughs> See, you guys have a bathroom? <laughs> Bundy was acting as his own lawyer, and the judge ruled <laughs> that he could attend court without any restraints, because he was being a lawyer and it wouldn't be appropriate for him to be chained up. Um, None of our other lawyers are in handcuffs. I guess it's okay. He was also allowed access to the law library at the courthouse. Um, This is starting to feel with a lot, like a lot of privileges for a serial killer, but here we are. So it was like the judge, his uncle or something. Surely any man who passed the bar could be trustworthy. (laughs) So one day, while locked in the law library with a guard out on a smoking break, (laughs) Bundy simply jumped through the second story window and ran away. (laughs) (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha! That time he was free for six days. Hmm. And killed eight people. (laughs) Oh, sorry, killed, comma, eight people. (laughs) (laughs) The second time he escaped from the through the roof of his cell. Took off like a rocket. (laughs) (laughs) He was placed in a cell with an unsecured grate and a light fixture that was um, scheduled to be welded into place, but had not been. (laughs) We'll get to it. (laughs) Quote, when we get to it. Just put that notorious serial killer in there. It's so charming. He couldn't possibly escape again. He had to drop something like 30 pounds uh, to fit, but there's not much else to do in jail. So he took up (laughs) not eating. Uh. I was going to say, damn, somebody needs to do the Ted Bundy. Wait, don't do that. (laughs) Back to dieting episode. And then he crawled out through the roof. (laughs) This time he was free for months. And during this vacation, he killed three more people, including a 12-year-old girl. If you're going to escape jail and you're you're free, I I suppose he was a sick man. But I feel like if I killed somebody and then escaped, I wouldn't be like, well, here I go killing again. (laughs) Time for a change of lifestyle. Look, I have my hobbies. <laughs> so next we're going to talk about um, Stephen Russell. Now, this is a story I knew a little bit about before I researched it, but it turned out to be a bit sadder than I remembered. Hmm. <laughs> Stephen Russell really had two issues that kept getting him in trouble. A habit of using illegal means to gain money, hmm. which got him in a bit of trouble, and a way of falling way too deeply in love, which got him in a lot of trouble. Because uh, <laughs> he need that illegal money. Yeah. <laughs> he was first arrested in the early 90s for faking a slip and fall accident. Insurance fraud. <laughs> okay. He was sen- sentenced to nine months in prison. 
Now, this isn't a big crime, and it's not a big sentence. The smart thing to do would be to wait nine months. Yes. But Russell's boyfriend was dying of AIDS at the time. Oh. And Russell decided he wanted to be with him for his final days. Four weeks into his sentence, he managed to get his hands on some street clothes and walked out, <laughs> pretending to be a guard. Afternoon. <laughs> Hello, I'm a guard in street clothes. <laughs> Goodbye. That's what my name tag says. He was later recaptured, and he finished out his sentence. But while in prison, he met Philip Morris and fell madly in love. <laughs> Philip Morris was another prisoner? Yes. Okay. So he served out his sentence, and so did uh, Philip. And together on the outside, the two of them managed to be embezzle $800,000 from a medical management firm where Russell got a job. That's Stop it. Good, That's love right take. there. Russell was arrested, and his bond was sent, set at $950,000 because oh, he was an escape risk. They got him on that one. Russell solved this problem by calling the county clerk and claiming to be the judge. <laughs> I am he, the judge. He then reduced his own bond to $45,000. Wow. Don't guess, I was going to say 45, but that would have been too ridiculous. This is Judge John Lawman, and I'm calling to reduce that to 5% of the original value. He paid the bond and walked right out of prison again. In fact, they let him out. They opened the door for him. Have yeah. a nice day, sir. Thanks that's, for the tip. That's almost legit. Wait, John Lawman. <laughs> He was caught again, and he was sentenced to 45 years for the embezzlement. Ooh. Morris was also sentenced, but for a much shorter time, and he was actually allowed out on bail. Russell decided he wasn't going to wait 45 years to see his boyfriend again. Hmm. This time, he managed to get his hand on a bunch of green markers. <laughs> Where is he going with this? These ones smell like apple. <laughs> you have to let me out. I'm an alien. <laughs> oh, no, Martian. <laughs> it's one of those reptiloids. <laughs> you wouldn't lock up E.T., would you? <laughs> Wasn't he gray? <laughs> Silence, Earthman. <laughs> <laughs> He used the markers to dye a prison uniform to look like hospital scrubs. Huh. Whoa. And then, once again, he simply walked out of the prison. <laughs> I'm a guard in nurse clothes. Goodbye. <laughs> Doctor? Doctor? <laughs> he was caught again again <laughs> and had another 45 years added to his sentence for escaping. <laughs> now he's in for 90 years. This time... Or he is he... <laughs> <laughs> he manages to doctor his medical records from inside the prison. So he basically just faxes them from one side of the prison to the other. It says here he's 150. <laughs> Looks like his sentence is all up. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> Did I fall asleep? <laughs> this one says he's dead. He, he glued long gray beards onto all the guards. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd never been in theater, so they didn't what's, know what spirit gum felt like. <laughs> So he added a diagnosis of HIV to his records. Mm. He managed to obtain laxatives and drop a <laughs> massive amount of weight. And with the medical records to back him out. up, he was sent to hospice. Okay. He left shortly after because hospice isn't, you know, very heavily guarded. Uh, uh, um, and poor man's pooping himself <laughs> to death. <laughs> And then he mailed in a fake death certificate to the Texas courts. <laughs> he's really good. He's it's a master of paperwork. 
However, um, they decided- Stephen Russell. What are the odds of that? <laughs> they actually decided to follow up on this one for a change. <laughs> the, the guards went to the funeral. I got a dead guy in there. <laughs> Fool me one time. So he was caught again, again, again. <laughs> and had a hundred uh, had another 45 years added to his sentence. <laughs> Very catch me if you can scenario. <laughs> yeah. At this point, they should be hiring him. <laughs> <laughs> he did sometimes send them letters on prison administration after he got out. <laughs> Food, um. terrible. Just saying, one star. <laughs> I could have broken out of here five times by now. <laughs> Not very good at hiding afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so he's currently sentenced to 144 years in prison. And he is in prison right now. Ah. He's kept in solitary confinement 23 hours a day. Wow. Because Ooh. he's considered an escape risk. And when he's pulled out, he feels an awful lot like he's made of straw. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we think he's learned his lesson. Yeah. If you want to learn more about him, there is a movie starring Jim Carrey called I Love You, Philip Morris. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a little sad. I didn't realize they kept him in solitary confinement. That's torture. But yeah. uh, he had a bunch of interviews for this movie, and he said he kept his spirits up with lots of reading, and that Philip hadn't visited him but did write letters. Aw. Yeah, that's rough. Oh, to be fair, he had way more vacation days than any other prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our final escape is um, a little more lighthearted, and this one happened in Brazil. Hmm. 28 people got out. Wow. They can't catch us all. (laughs) (laughs) Scatter! (laughs) So three women, one of them reportedly the girlfriend of one of the prisoners who escaped, arrived at this prison at 3 a.m. and asked to be let in for a chat and a drink. Okay. They're like just... Not not with like four a prisoner, just in general. No, to to chat and drink with the guards. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I don't see why not. <laughs> that sounds legitimate. It should be noted that they were dressed in dominatrix police uniforms. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Is it Wednesday already? <laughs> Agency sent you over fast. <laughs> I'm a policeman with a police fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Happily let them in. And per- were persuaded to leave their posts and accompany the girls to the staff sleeping quarters for an orgy. Uh-oh. Now we're going to play hide and go seek. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that escalated quickly. <laughs> Compliments of the warden. Okay. Can we come in for a drink and orgy? <laughs> uh, pardon? <laughs> After drugging the guards with the laced booze they'd bought, brought. The women you had- ladies not drinking? <laughs> no, we're straight edge. <laughs> they you guys German? have interesting Brazilian accents. <laughs> All dominatrixes are German. It's weird how many Germans we have in Brazil here. The women handcuffed the naked uh, guards, took their keys, and unlocked all the prison cells. <laughs> oh, <Yay. no! laughs> All 28. I don't know who we're trying to freeze, so just let them all out. (laughs) Inmates then left the prison through the main doors, even taking with them the guns and munitions from the (laughs) prison uh, storehouse. Police found the guards the next day. (laughs) Okay, I know what you're going to (laughs) say. And that is our final prison escape. (laughs) That's pretty good. Wanted to end on a high note. Tell me all your stories about escaping prison. (laughs) I, I do have one. Oh, yeah? Uh, my father actually presided over a jail when there was a jailbreak. Oh. Hmm. 
I got to see him all over local news. Basically oh, wow. going, yes, guy escaped. We're looking. They caught the guy like two days later. Yeah. But the guy just basically went over the fence with a blanket. Wow. Huh. It's a long blanket. Dad was not very happy for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said he wanted to camp out in the yard. I don't, I don't see what the problem was. Yeah. The only thing I know, which is just like, uh, it just makes me so upset. It's just the fact that like, like Kelly said, since like the 1950s and 60s, America has just been like cracking down on drugs. This this war on drugs and they just keep introducing more and more ridiculous jail time sentences. But like they keep doing this stuff and drug use doesn't really go down at all. It just like puts people in prison for a really long time for, you know, in the end, not very much. And like, there's a lot of, drug sentences that if you get them there's no chance of parole yep and you'll go to jail and then the jail be like well we have to make room for this guy he can't get out on parole but we've got other charges that can like murder and rape and so they'll just like fast track murderers and rapists out of jail to make room for someone who smokes pot which is just ridiculous yeah i mean i could have done an episode on our prison systems in the u.s and i touched on it a little bit but it's way too depressing yeah yeah i I did look into prison guards (laughs) as a thing and that is a a yeah it's rough (laughs) it's 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 unfair it's racist it's really bad and then you get into private prisons which are their own special evil and then you get prison for money (laughs) You get into these ridiculous bail numbers they put on people. We've had multiple people die in prison when they were just like being held there because they couldn't pay bail. They hadn't even been convicted of anything. It's it's bad. Yeah. So if you get the chance to run, go for it. <laughs> but maybe if it's not, maybe not if it's a nine month sentence. You know, just just wait it out. Have some patience. Yeah, they didn't even seem to tack anything else onto that after the first time. <laughs> no, that first one was a freebie. This is your warning. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Everyone, everybody makes a break for it. (laughs) Well, if that's it for our stories, we can move on to what are your morals worth? How much to put on a sexy cop costume and try to seduce 28 people to free 20. Sorry. Try to seduce the guards and free 28 people. Oh, man. Now, am I any of the guards type? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Statistically. Like, do I have? Do I even have a chance of seducing even one of them? <laughs> yes. It's an alpha big okay. nightstick you got there. <laughs> I'm going to say you've done your research. You're gonna you're gonna pick a um, a time of day where you you have a good chance of seducing the current guards. Statistically, the most likely time of day that a guard would accept a dominatrix into the office. <laughs> Whatever you're wearing is, is like the, the, the Bugs Bunny to Elmer Fudd. What, what, whatever, whenever Bugs Bunny puts on something, Elmer Fudd's like, oh shit, I'm going to fuck that rabbit. <laughs> I know it's a rabbit, but still. Well, these 28 people that I'm freeing, do I know anything about them or is it just random? One of them is your significant other. The rest of them are random. Just whoever's in. I think oh, this was man. like a jail, not a prison. I'm not 100% sure of that. So they were probably you know, being held for processing and so mm. forth, which mm-hmm. doesn't mean they weren't murderers, but mm-hmm. just. So in this scenario, what did Kelly do to get put in prison <laughs> and vice versa for Sean? 
I mean, I probably just ignored some posted rule <laughs> and like wandered beyond security lines in the yeah. airport or something. Climbed a fence he wasn't supposed to climb Ooh, because it looked climbable. Well, this is very tall. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly wrote a rebel rousing pamphlet. <laughs> These days. I was probably arrested at a protest. <laughs> uh, so getting you out of jail, though, I mean, that's pretty high on my priority list. I mean, I do. If you don't have to, it, if, as long as I can get succeed, I, I could take I'm a few hours. I'm not guaranteeing success. I'm just guaranteeing that you're the type of someone there. There's chemistry there. You got to do the I'm, work. Are any of the guards my type? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm doing this, can I find a new love and just walk away? With <laughs> I run away with the prisoners and my new guard love. <laughs> Once our eyes locked, I couldn't go through with it. Start a new life together. Just you, you and made me. A prisoner of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's on you, Adam. <laughs> Let's make it $50,000. So my reasoning is I'm bound to have released a murderer and somebody's going to need compensation. <laughs> 50000 doesn't sound like enough for that kind of situation. Yeah, I assume that you will be in trouble if you do not succeed. And even if yeah. you do succeed, you may be caught later. I'm making no guarantees. Yeah, I, I, I need enough money to make a new life for myself in Argentina somewhere. Or Brazil. I'm looking at six digits at least. To make yeah. a new life in Brazil, you have to name your, change your name to Harry Tuttle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do... Two hundred fifty thousand. Oh, three hundred thousand for me. Andy's doing it for the fun of it. Fifty thousand dollars and the fun of it. <laughs> Andy just really wants to wear that prison that prison guard dominatrix uniform. <laughs> he never has a reason to wear yeah. it otherwise. He's got the height for it and the whips. <laughs> He's gonna hit his head on the ceiling with those high heels on. <laughs> Evening. Dong. Oh, oh god, it was hard enough to learn to walk in these. <laughs> I need five hundred thousand for this one. Woo. I want a good new life. <laughs> We've got to take Autumn, get her into a new school. <laughs> All right. I think that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thanks to my co-hosts for joining me today. Thanks to Gerard, our awesome editor. And thanks to you for tuning in. If you'd like more information about today's episode, check out our website at acidpoppodcast.podbean.com. You can join us on our subreddit, Acid Pop Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Acid Pop Podcast for updates almost every month. Or you can send us an email at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. One of these days we're going to get a, a nice letter saying, Andy, I, I get all of your references to the movie Brazil that you've been peppering in for <laughs> years. <laughs> these are secret messages to me and I've heard them. <laughs> no, we're best friends. <laughs> Come visit me in your prison dominatrix uniform. <laughs> well, I'm glad somebody's getting them because they went over my head. <laughs>